When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist, and this week, as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farver. Did you guys enjoy this, or did you guys survive the four-hour Disney presentation? Uh, I need a cigarette. I don't smoke. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm just, like, post-coitus in need of some kind of you know, celebratory relief aid. And, and it's, it's amazing. What about you, Brian? Uh, it's just too bad. There's nothing to talk about. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's really a good segue. A, really uh, a shame. Yeah. Yeah. So in, for those listening, in case you aren't aware of what I'm, we're all talking about here, as of this recording, Disney just wrapped up its multi-hour presentation focusing on 2021 and beyond specifically how everything relates to Disney plus, because let's be real. It's all Disney plus. And since we're talking about the biggest studio on the planet, there was a lot to cover. Uh, There's new Star Wars films and TV series, new Marvel films and TV series, tons of animation news. There's Disney films going straight to streaming and skipping theaters. Honestly, it's just very overwhelming just how much was covered over this four hours. So we're going to do what we do best, and we're going to try to condense a four-hour discussion into about a quarter of the time. (laughs) So are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> but before we get into all things Disney, got to tell you that the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Discourse, Be Real, The Fourth Wall, and more. And as always, if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, anywhere else you find your favorite shows. Before we dive into the specifics here, the presentation that we're talking about is Disney has their quarterly investors call. And that's where they, you know, try to pump up their numbers, where they try to get investors excited so that stock prices don't tank, right? This served as not just a quarterly stock update where they give, you know, updates on numbers and everything. This was something much more. It wasn't just a phone call, it was a whole video presentation. And it was mainly focused on Disney Plus and and how Disney Plus is far exceeding their expectations a year after it was launched. So because of this, uh, there were some some numbers, obviously. Disney Plus right now has 86.8 million subscribers, which is ludicrous. Uh, yeah, that number in itself after one year is, yeah, it, yeah far above their wildest dreams. And so, you know, what they're going to do, they're just going to go ahead and, and add a buck to our, our subscription fees. Uh, in early 2021, it's going to go from $7 to $8. And they're hoping now with this huge 87 million subscribers that they're going to have between 230 and 260 million subscribers by the end of 2024's fiscal year. That's bonkers numbers. That would be tens of millions more than what Netflix basically has right now. And they can do it. And they're not can. At this point, we just have to assume they're going to do that. Yeah. Throughout the presentation, they they kind of broke it down by brand, for lack of a better word. Um, they showed various sizzle reels. 
the basic premise of this, and I, I think you guys can agree, is that this was all about Disney Plus as the future. This is Disney Plus being where you're going to go for all things mouse. Okay, you're going to find your films, you're going to find your TV shows, you're going to find everything. And what that does is it, it creates that it, that blurs that line between what is content, quote unquote, what is a theatrical experience and what's like a network TV show. Disney just wants you to think of it all as Disney Plus. Right. In light of all that, the the sizzle reels, all that stuff, all of it was to show that they have a ton of coming to Disney Plus. Mike, you said something like what, 60 projects they announced tonight? Yeah, when I counted it it was just short of 60. So wow. I know. Yeah. And I might have miscounted, so it might be 60, who knows. Yeah, and and we got to remember this is just what they announced. There exactly. there are things in the works. There are things Brian, I'll allow you one second to name the one project you were hoping they announced but they didn't. Uh that would be the Rocketeers and also really quick the Honey I Shrunk the Kids show. But Yes. So add that, that is list. happening no matter what. And and yeah. yeah, so we don't know about Rocketeers. It was was a net, well, not even announced, but it was reported by Shrunk, the Disney Plus uh, film, I guess, with Josh Gad. That has been announced, and and they just like you know we don't even want to mention that this time. Yeah. We got too much <laughs> other stuff. All things other stuff. Sixty projects. So <laughs> all things totaled between now and 2024, so Disney can reach that 200 a quarter of a billion people. Quarter of a billion people. They are going to spend somewhere between eight billion and nine billion just on Disney Plus content. That is a lot of money. So where's all this money going? We're going to try our best for you listeners to to do this as uh, coherently and expeditiously as possible. So <laughs> with that in mind, we're gonna we're not gonna bury the lead here. Let's just get into the big names. First, we're gonna start with Star Wars. Just an overview before this. Uh, presentation they announced well rumor had it that they were going to announce something like 10 projects and people were like 10 projects that's crazy not crazy right <laughs> <Nope>. we quickly <laughs> found out they not only had 10 projects uh in mind they already got titles and and all this stuff so we're going to start with the tv side of things because the mandalorian if you want to listen to us talk about that show in depth you can a couple weeks ago a couple episodes ago um mandalorian's doing great and so they're going to keep going with that with uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. They got a couple new shows. The first is the Ahsoka Tano show, just called Ahsoka. That's a direct spinoff of a recent episode of The Mandalorian with Rosario Dawson in the lead. Uh, you guys aren't shocked about this, I assume. No, this is a no-brainer. No. No, no, no. Yeah. It, it, that's a great episode. She was Rosario Dawson was great as a character. No-brainer. Give her a season. Spend yeah. all the money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The thank you other, next. I'm so, yeah, thank you next. The other show that John Favreau and Dave Filoni are going to do is a show called The Rangers of the New Republic. Not really sure where that's going, but we got it's it's listed as a direct spinoff of The Mandalorian, so we got to assume some of the the heroes that we've met along the way are going to show up and or storylines that were hinted at are going to be explored. Um any thoughts on where that might go? What I'm leaning towards right now is it's the Cara Dune spinoff that that everybody was talking about because she is oh. joining kind of like the I don't know what they're called as far as the what the rebels became officially that she was kind of joining up with in, in the most recent episodes. But I think that's that's what this is hinting at. Yeah, I, I think that's a strong assumption. So we'll see. But either way, uh, Mandalorian, love it or hate it, you got to. You got to respect that Favreau and Filoni know their Star Wars and are are 
pretty creative. So these shows uh, will be interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. But more shows with the wall. <laughs> yes, yes. The technology. It, again, if you guys don't know what we're joking about there, just Google Mandalorian technology. It's incredible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's far from the only Star Wars news. They also confirmed a couple series that we all knew were coming. Cassian Andor has his show, which is Diego Luna's character from Rogue One. That's just simply called Andor, because I guess Cassian was not cool enough. Um, <laughs> that show's coming in 2022. They're currently in production. They showed a sizzle reel, which is just, you know, basically talking about how great it's going to be and how much money they're spending on it. Thoughts about Cassian Andor? Excited? No? Couldn't care? I love Rogue One, so hell yes. Um, yeah. It looks I, like Rogue One, so I can't yeah. really complain. And and that's really what they sold it as, right? Like, hey, you guys like Rogue One? Here's more of it. <laughs> For, I mean, yeah, I, We're I just a lot of money into this. Yeah, yeah. The other show that everybody knew about, Obi Wan or Obi Wan Kenobi, that one of course has Ewan McGregor reprising his role from the prequels, uh, set between the prequels and the original trilogy. But we all knew this was coming. But they dropped a bombshell. Hayden Christensen is reprising his role as Darth Vader for this show. What do you guys make of that? Cool. I think like I'm just I'm I'm happy he'll hopefully he'll get some sort of redemption. You know, say what you will about Christensen's performance in the in the prequels. I'm just hoping that this offers him a chance to really bring just an amazing performance. We all know McGregor's gonna do just fine, just fine. But um, he'll be fine. You know? He'll be fine. Um Christensen, I'm 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 curiously optimistic. We'll put it that way. So th- here's the thing, right? So at the end of uh, not to get too far down the rabbit hole here, because we got plenty more to talk about, but just quickly, yeah. at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, he's full on Darth Vader. He screams, yeah. "No, With, no, right? yeah. no!" So yeah, Hayden Christensen is going to be playing the role, but is this a voiceover role? Is this going to be James Earl Jones? Like, what? What's he's going to be doing a James Earl Jones impression, which would be hilarious. Oh, that'd be bonkers. Oh, is this Darth so Vader bonkers. without a mask, but with James Earl Jones' voice? Like, we're 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 being silly here, but also not. It just it's it's interesting yeah. to announce that yeah. Aiden Christensen's back when clearly they don't need him, quote unquote. No. Like like last I know, he wasn't in Rogue One, right? Like no. Yeah. But that was awesome. The Darth Vader scene was like super badass that was great. yeah yeah i wouldn't be shocked if uh obi-wan quickly turns into uh how cool is darth vader talk yeah maybe it's the you know in flashbacks they're gonna have hayden christensen but he looks so much older now i don't know i don't know yeah well yeah. we we know that disney does like to de-age so yeah they can do it i would love this. them here's the here's what they do hayden christensen de-aged to play that kid from phantom menace <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would watch great. all the episodes of that show. That is great. <laughs> Followed by Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen. At <laughs> and then you just pan to the burning skeletons for oh, 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, we went down the rabbit hole in that one. Let's let's get back on track. Another yep. new show that was uh, reportedly in the works but got confirmed is Lando, which is um, – Coming to us from Dear White People creator Justin Simeon, um, who's a very, very talented filmmaker. So that's interesting. Unfortunately, uh, they didn't say what Lando we're going to be dealing with here. Is this old man Lando, a.k.a. uh, Billy Dee? Or is this young guy Lando, a.k.a. Donald Glover? I would assume young guy Lando, 
But uh, what yeah. do you guys think? Oh, I, I mean, hope he was the best part of Solo was uh, hands Donald. down, hands down. I would say he was the good part of Solo. Oh, <laughs> sure. Ooh. Hot take, when, maybe not. Whatever you want to call it. it Solo <laughs> was okay. It, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but you know the 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 thing is they could easily do both. Do you know? Oh, what there I mean? you go. They could, let's, they could let's easily have it old this. man. Yeah. Old man Lando, you know, having his either adventure or having story time at the beginning of end no. or an end of every episode. So here's uh, what it is. He wakes up in a bed next to a new person or alien or robot as Billy D. And he says, I got a story for you. And then he <laughs> just post coitus every episode. Yes. Come on, man. Please. Disney call me. I'm available. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> Next show we've got is uh, again another another show that was announced but we had zero info about is Leslie Headland's live action show. We now know it's called The Acolyte. It's a female centered show which we knew. It's being described as a mystery thriller set in the final days of the High Republic era. And for those who uh, aren't deep in Star Wars lore, High Republic era is the new I guess time frame that they're exploring in the books and the comics takes place. What was it, Mike? 200, 200 years before the events of the Skywalker saga and 800 years after the fall of the old Republic. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, Brian, Brian understands. And, and Star Wars fans are probably going, Oh yeah. So basically lots of Jedis, lots of Sith, lots, lots of, of sabers. Okay. <laughs> you don't want that Farver? <laughs> I, I'm just like trying to picture. I mean, because I actually, I, I did, I, I did like Russian Doll, and I, I, yeah. I like, I don't know. Leslie Headland created Russian Doll, by the way. Mystery thriller. I mean, well, you know, they, they Mystery love to throw thriller these genres with out there. Don't expect like some hardboiled noir. That's, that's where like, my mind is going. I don't know. Yeah, no. I, which it's, I might be on board with. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? Of all the shows we just talked about, this is the one where I'm like, I have no idea what it is. It sounds new, and I'm excited. Exactly. That's true. New terror. Next up, we've got another show, but this one should be uh, delighting all the fans of the animated series. Star Wars The Bad Batch, which is a follow-up to The Clone Wars and follows the group of, I guess, ex-stormtroopers called The Bad Batch. So, yeah, if you know them, you love them, you're getting your own show. You get a show, you get a show, you get a show. <laughs> Moving on, we've got Star Wars Visions, an anthology collection of short films set in the Star Wars universe. It's from 10 different Japanese animation creators, and that's going to debut in 2021. Sounds interesting, if nothing else. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm not a huge anime guy, so I mean, sure, uh, more Star Wars. I'll check it out. If it's anything, if it looks anything like one of the projects we're going to mention later, uh, which is Marvel's What If, then I'm 100% in. Yes. Uh, but, you know, just based on, you know, it's it's a Star Wars Japanese anime show. Eh, not for me, but, Let, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are into it. Let's be real here. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit on this type of thing. Don't think that this is Lucasfilm just doing Japanese animation just for fun. They struggle in Asia and they need Star Wars to be more global because right now it's not very global. It, it, it's global relatively speaking but this isn't sure. marvel we're talking about so this is clearly a an olive branch i think to japan and just you know asian culture people who enjoy that sort of style of animation so yeah i would look at these as as uh amuse bushes for a certain type <laughs> of uh person who's not familiar with star wars here's your little short film enjoy it 
for fans of the Great British Baking Show. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got another animated series called a, a Droid Story, which not a spinoff of David Lowry's A Ghost Story, believe it or not. Yeah. This is a Lucasfilm animation that it's going to give R2-D2 and C-3PO a new adventure. So, yeah. Yeah, Thoughts? sure. Why not? I mean, R2-D2 and C-3PO, we've seen to death, but, you know, maybe they can find something new with it. Plus, it's an animated series. I'm sure they're, you know, th- this might be even built for a younger audience. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll see what it what it really is. I'm sure it's kind of checking a, a different quadrant that they're looking for. Did you guys yeah. watch the uh, the droids animated series from like the early 80s, late 70s, I think? Did you guys ever see that? No. I vaguely it. remember it being awful even it, when I was a kid. Oh, Wait, was it the same animation style as that old Lord of the Rings animated movie? Oh, like, no, it was far, far cheaper. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty wretched. Uh, <laughs> so that's where again, that's where my mind went was like, oh, God, we're getting we're going to get something like this just with slightly better animation. But it, I, I, I assume Anthony Daniels will return? Question mark. It doesn't matter. Uh, Not to not to poo poo (laughs) Anthony Daniels, but this is for kids. These are kids who couldn't tell a C-3PO from an R2-D2, but just like oops, like, yeah, it's not for us. That being said, stay tuned to the playlist. where We'll break down every episode. (laughs) Okay, now we get to the fun stuff. Let's talk about the films. Yeah. And Mm. when I talk when I say let's talk about the films, they only mentioned two. The first one being the the one we already knew which is a star wars feature film from direct writer director taika watiti uh it sounds great again don't know much more about it other than it's star wars and taika watiti so that's yeah, all we cool. need <laughs> yep. sold sold yes now the 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 news that probably made uh star wars fans heads explode was the fact that they are doing another movie and this is going to be the movie that is the the first new Star Wars movie in December 2023 since Rise of Skywalker. So it's going to be four years later. And it's going to be called Rogue Squadron, directed by Patty Jenkins, who's coming off of Wonder Woman. Patty Jenkins announced this on Twitter with a video of her rollerblading. It was delightful. <laughs> it was. Sort of oh, cheesy. So good. Um, but what are you guys thinking? Patty Jenkins doing Star Wars. She seems amped. Yeah, I I am 100% in with this, especially if it's like, uh, I mean, Rogue Squadron, it depends like which team they're bringing together here. Luke Skywalker is pretty heavily associated with Rogue Squadron, so I don't know if they're going to be bringing him in or who exactly the team is going to be. That's a a negative. Yeah. What if they bring in like, you know, I mean, fan casting all over the Internet is saying Sebastian Stan for Luke Skywalker. What if they do that? Yeah. Yeah. You just no? say no. No, no Luke Skywalker. I think they. Okay. So it's Wedge? It's going to be all based around Wedge then? <laughs> it's just I hope so. Wedge I hope so. Phillies. No, I think that they need this to be as far away from the Skywalker st- saga as possible. We close the book on that. Let's not go back to that. Let's start a new era. That's why I, I tend to think that maybe we're thinking post Rise of Skywalker era, a new Rogue Squadron. That's kind of where my mind's going. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be connected. Let's call it a slap bet. We'll we'll see. Okay. <laughs> Brian, any thoughts on Rogue Squadron? You sound excited. I well, yeah, I I actually really like that video, especially the way it ended with her putting on the the helmet and the music kind of swelled up a little bit like that. That was as good as as most of the 
the sizzle reels and trailers that we saw tonight. So you bite yeah. your tongue. There was some great stuff. There was it, some great stuff. There was. Uh, um, I, I was let down, not to spoil it for those who didn't see it, but she doesn't take off in the X Wing. Like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and there was no Top Gun music at the end. I mean, it just didn't work. Oh, oh. And and no volleyball scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, it means. Gotta it just needs to be Top Gun in space. The exact same script, but like changed for Star Wars. Top I, Gun I in so space. Down. Yes. Uh, great idea. <laughs> I don't know if good was the word I would have used, but yes. You can't see my idea. face right now, but I'm I'm really liking that. Top Gun in space. <laughs> okay. We lost them. That's the uh, title of Taika Waititi's new movie. Yeah. <laughs> Top Gun colon in space. <laughs> uh, so that's a lot of Star Wars. I, yes. I, yeah. I don't think any of us could be disappointed per se with any of that. We were joking about some of them, you know, the droid spinoff, whatever. But this is a lot of stuff. Ten series, a new film. But there were some notable absences. First, uh, no Kevin Feige mention. He was supposed to have his own Star Wars movie. No mention on on if and when that's happening. So that's a bit concerning, but also nothing really to worry about. And understandable as well. If you look at the the Marvel announcements that we're going to talk about, he's yeah. he's a busy guy. So yeah, he'll, he'll, get, he'll get his shot. Yeah. Uh, and plus, if they're doing December 2023, we got to assume that Taika's movie probably isn't coming until 2024, 2025. So you know. We're 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 well far away from any of these, but I think the uh, anna- the lack of announcement means that we can finally put a nail in the coffin for Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's not happening, right? We'll see. You're you still never the know. You you- I mean, it, I I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but I there's definitely a possibility that he circles back to it. I think I he, mean, he might. They announced this in 2017. That Ryan mm-hmm. Johnson was going to follow up Last Jedi with his own trilogy. It was hinted at it was going to be completely separate from the Skywalker saga. Something, you know, him kind of doing his own Star Wars thing. He uh, keeps saying it's not dead. I don't know if he keeps saying it anymore. He did <laughs> for a while. And then people just stopped talking about it. I think it's one of those, you know, we just, we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's my thought. I I honestly, though, when I was talking about the fact that they mentioned Taika Waititi and Patty Jenkins, those are clearly the two movies that are furthest along, even if they're doing them yearly, which they probably shouldn't. I think they learned their lesson uh, every two years is probably as, as much of the Star Wars on the big screen as we can take. We're talking like, you know, 2030 then before Ryan Johnson gets his shot. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be real. He's done eight Knives Out sequels by then. I know. <laughs> And, and really, for his own sanity, I'm going to make a personal plea for Ryan Johnson. Just don't, please. You're a great <laughs> filmmaker. Give us Knives Out. Give us yep. whatever else you've got in your mind. Write a whole new, you know, space movie with, with you know, knights and, and war- wizards and all that. Don't call it Star Wars. Just save me the hassle of having to write about it. Yeah, call it Star Battles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wars in the Stars. <laughs> okay. So we're going to wrap up the Star Wars discussion. Lots, lots there. But believe it or not, there's probably even more news in Marvel. We're going to we're going to leave the TV series, I think, for for a second here, because I really want to get to these movies because they confirmed that Black Panther 2 is happening and they confirmed that they're not recasting Chadwick Boseman. Mm -hmm. Is this the right decision? Yes. Without a doubt. 
hundred percent. I mean, there's yeah. no way you could have replaced him without some kind of weird, either at least awkwardness or backlash. Um, I don't know if you put it put the title of Black Panther on Siri quite quite yet, but Siri, you mean? Oh, <laughs> definitely don't give it to Apple, please. Yeah, yeah don't give to don't, don't give it to Apple. Yeah, I don't know that they put it on Shuri quite yet, but I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, if they're calling it Black Panther, someone's going to have to have the mantle so, of Black Panther. You want to hear my pitch? Yeah. Yes. Because right when, not right when, it's terrible. It wasn't like I heard the news and then I was like, Chadwick Boseman, let's how this is how we move on. He's a great actor. Was a great actor. It, I honestly, if this was any other uh, franchise, I would say just it's done, but we can't. So my pitch, Black Panther 2 is all about the death of Black Panther. Mm -hmm. You have something happen off screen where it's Wakanda dealing with the vacuum left by Chadwick Boseman or T'Challa not being there anymore. Kind of basically not the same as the first one, but more of... Everybody finally rallied around him. He united all the tribes. Where do you go from here? I think, and then at the end, you you have somebody step in, whether that's a new character, whether that's Shuri, whether that's uh, M'Baku, whoever it is. I think I think that's the only way to do it. It serves as kind of this meta sort of Chadwick Boseman uh, tribute while also not just burying the, the, the real topic that people are going to ask, right? Like you can't make a Black Panther 2 without talking about this. Yeah. So like it would be like a civil war sort of thing, like the tribes no, are no. like well, fighting each other, and then the new Black Panther essentially has to bring them back together, like a small scale sort of thing. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think the basically like it. it it just has to be a movie that deals head on with the fact that Chadwick Boseman has died. You just yeah. I I think it, it's the only way to move forward. So I'll be interested to see if that's kind of where they go. As as far as Shuri goes, uh, I don't know if you guys pay attention to the social media stuff, but Ooh, she's not uh, had a lot of a lot of good she time. Is, Letitia Wright has deleted her social media because of uh, some anti-vaxxer backlash. So, yeah, not Moving sure. On. Shuri, yeah, not <laughs> sure if Shuri's going to be given the uh, the mantle yet. They also confirmed Thor: Love and Thunder with that amazing cast that was already announced. However. They did mention that Christian Bale is definitely the villain. He's going to play Gore the God Butcher. Spoiler alert, if you're not a Marvel fan, he is a butcher of gods. What do you yes. guys think of this? <laughs> I mean, it's Taika Waititi's Thor Love and Thunder with Christian Bale and Natalie Portman and uh, a Hemsworth. whole slew of others. Yeah, Hemsworth, obviously. That's a uh, Yes, a thousand times yes. I loved Ragnarok. It's probably in my top five for, for Marvel movies, and I'd love to see more of it. Yeah, and I think that's what we're getting, right? More of it. Yeah. Uh, well, he said if you thought Ragnarok was crazy, Love and Thunder is, is just like it's going to make you cheese your pants, basically. <laughs> Brian, are you ready phrase, to cheese your cheese pants? Your pants. <laughs> I, I am. And actually, I didn't. I, I knew a little bit about gore uh, beforehand, but then, like, doing a little bit of research before this, wow, does he sound awesome. I mean, Necro this, Sword? Come on. The, yeah. I, when I saw that, I'm like, this, the, the, the special effects alone are going to be just outrageous. So, I, yeah. And Bale, he'll, he'll be, he'll be great. Be, I mean, Bale's be... going to change his body and literally become a god, right? Or a picture yes. of God. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, good. God, he, he's, so what we don't know is he's actually at home making his own necrosword. Yeah, that's true. true. 
Okay, so another movie that was, again, confirmed, not a lot of info given, was Blade. Still coming. Still Mahershal Ali. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, they also confirmed Doctor Strange. Again, we knew this. Uh, it's currently filming. And the the big name is uh, Sochi Gomez was confirmed to be playing America Chavez in the movie. Uh, if you're not a fan of Marvel, the comic books, I should say, she is a character called Miss America. And she is a Latina character who has the the power to literally punch holes in reality. She can actually travel between universes and stuff, and she's super strong. So it it, it I think Lines it kind up. of yeah if yeah I mean it's a multiverse movie. Why not have a character who can travel in the multiverse? Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Other than sign me up, Sam yeah. Raimi, Doctor Strange, that whole cast, and inevitably tying into. Spider-Verse and all these yes. other things that are happening. I mean, it's it's definitely one of the ones. Those those two, Thor and, and Doctor Strange, are my my biggest, most anticipated Marvel films. I feel That's the same way. Like with, I, I I will say I was not a huge fan of of Doctor Strange, but this You're one, wrong. I know, I understand. Um, <laughs> but this one, yeah, getting Raimi back in into the Marvel world and. And and everything and yeah, setting up uh, Spider-Man three. This this has potential to be really special. Uh, yeah, I I think it's going to be great. I interestingly, I'm with you, Brian. I think I've seen Doctor Strange maybe twice. Once in the theaters, yeah. and then maybe once when it came out on Blu-ray or whatever. But uh, today it was announced that Rachel McAdams is returning. And I swear yes. I did a double take and I was like, wait, Rachel McAdams was in that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited for it just yes. because I, I like Raimi. I like the cast. I like the new characters. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen's also going to be in it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Uh, I just hope that they give Rachel McAdams more to do. Yeah, they they really did drop the ball with her character. That's yeah. true. They also confirmed what we already knew that Ant-Man and the Wasp is uh, they're getting a new sequel. It's now called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, which is just as ridiculous as you would want from that movie. They announced that the four major players are coming back. Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Michael Douglas, who is Mike's favorite actor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're also adding Catherine Newton as Cassie Lang, who, if you guys are, are Marvel fans of the movies, you know that Cassie Lang was featured in Avengers Endgame as the older version of the kid from the first two movies. But in Avengers Ed game, she was played by Emma Furman. So they're recasting her with Catherine Newton, who was most recently in Freaky. Also a number of other, other things. Great actress. What do you guys think about recasting? It's rare in the Marvel Universe. Uh, less rare than you really think if you think about it. But, you know, sure, whatever. Catherine Newton has been great in everything that I've seen her in. So I'm all about it. The, the fact that it's more Ant-Man, I'm less enthused just because those are my least favorite of the the Marvel series. I love Jonathan Majors that they announced oh, yes, he's yes. going to play Kang. Awesome. Kang the they Conqueror. confirmed that, yeah. Yep. All, all for that. I No matter what I'm going to see this movie, I'm just not going to be as excited about it as, as other movies just because it's Peyton Reed and Ant-Man and those combinations just haven't excited me. Okay, fair enough. I enjoy the Ant-Man and the Wasp quite a bit, but uh, Brian, what do you guys think? Of, what do you think about it being Quantum Mania? Jonathan Majors playing King the Conqueror. If you guys don't know, King the Conqueror is a time-traveling villain. Clearly, they're setting this up to have some time-traveling hijinks. Are you excited about that? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I was more on board with Ant-Man 
uh, after I saw Endgame. I thought Rudd finally settled yes. into the role. But yeah, the, I, I really do not enjoy those first two Ant-Man films, wow. especially the second one. I just I I'm going to just go so far as to say it was pretty terrible. Wow. Um, I am on yeah. an, I am on an island by myself right here, huh? You really I, are. I really enjoyed the second one. That being I said, think it's the most bland Marvel film out there. That's Even, a great word to describe it. That yeah. it's bland and just unmemorable. Yeah, yes, it's disposable. I'll give it that. But mm-hmm. um, I, I love Rudd in the role. I think he's great. Yes. I think they, they have solid uh, cast of characters in that in that series. So I'm excited for it. I, I think will the say, fault lies squarely in in Peyton Reed's direction. I'll be honest. I oh, do yeah. not think he's good for the series. Okay. All right. I said it. Big big uh, you're not a big Bring It On fan. No. <laughs> Uh, it was we, fine we, in the teenagers. Yeah. So uh, moving on, because I don't want to get too lost in Ant-Man discussion. We'll we'll discuss that in 2023 or whenever that comes out. But actually, I think it's 2022. However, Catherine Newton being Cassie Lang is uh, the beginning of what we're going to see with the rest of these announcements. Not to to tease too much but i think they're building towards a specific young avengers project so Mm -hmm. that excites me too uh you don't bring Catherine newton in and recast a role if it isn't going to be a bigger role down the line so that's where i'll leave that Mm -hmm. next they confirm that guardians of galaxy volume 3 is still going to be done by james gunn of course however they're going to also do guardians of the galaxy holiday special which they're going to film during uh volume 3 and release in christmas 2022 James Gunn writing, directing. Of course, this is a, it's got to be a playoff of the Star Wars holiday special. So what do you guys think? Are you uh, you guys ready for this? Of course. Yeah. I mean, James yep. Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, Great. making fun of the Star Wars holiday special. This is all wins, wins, wins. Yeah. Yep. My, uh, Brian, you're on. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I loved the, I was not crazy about the first Guardians. The second one, I, I loved shut so your mouth. much. I'm We're not going to debate Marvel movies from five years ago, guys. Sorry. Right. But, yeah, I, I, I love that second one so much that I, and getting Gunn back into Marvel, I mean, this, yeah, this could be a fun little thing to tie us over into. Yeah, clearly this is, this is a, a Disney Plus uh, bone that they they want some exclusive Guardians this and uh, another thing we'll talk about, that's them kind of trying to to get more Guardians on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another movie that was confirmed is Captain Marvel 2. They confirmed that Nia DaCosta is, is in fact directing it. She's the director of the new Candyman movie that may or may not come out in our lifetimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they also confirmed a couple cool things. Brie Larson, of course, is coming back as the title character. But the new uh, Miss Marvel, Amon Vellani, and the new Monica Rambeau, Tiona Paris are both joining the cast. So lots of uh, lots of actors for Brie Larson to, to play off of in this one. So that's yeah. fun. And, and hopefully a more kind of singular vision for Captain Marvel. I was a little uh, let down by the original or the first yeah, Captain. I think bringing Nia DaCosta in is, uh, is going to yeah. sure up that end. So yeah. Mm-hmm. High hopes, high hopes. High hopes. And, and Marvel really needs it, right? Like they want Captain Marvel to be kind of the face. Absolutely. Now, the big surprise, because, again, you can't have one of these four-hour Disney presentations with at least one huge surprise. Over in Star Wars, it was Patty Jenkins. Here, Fantastic Four. That's right. Confirmed that Fantastic Four is happening. Uh, We don't know who is going to be in the first family of Marvel, but we do know that John Watts is bringing it to the big screen. John Watts being the director of the 
three Marvel Studios produced Spider-Man movies. Are you guys psyched at John Watts uh, taking control of Fantastic Four? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it, it it's in good hands. I, I I mean, Watts took a very similar situation where there were two attempts at Spider-Man that, you know, one went pretty well, the other one maybe not so much. Knocked it out of the park with uh, uh, Tom Holland. Uh, the home saga. Trip. Yes, and now here we go again. This is attempt number three, and I think uh, I, 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 it's going to depend on the cast, but I think that you know, with all the fan casting that's out there, I think that there's potential for it to be really, really cool. John, yeah, Cousins, I think Emily Blunt. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I think that they're they're going to have no shortage of people calling them to to be cast in this movie. Mike, any thoughts? One thousand percent behind it. I, yeah. I really like the Spider-Man movies that John Watts has done. Uh, he already knows the Marvel machine. He knows how to work well within it. They needed someone probably pretty well established uh, relationship wise to take on the first family. So, yeah, this makes total sense. Would have liked to see, you know, maybe someone outside that was surprising, maybe taking them on. But John Watts has done a really good job. So this is in no way bad news. Fantastic Force coming sooner than we thought. Yeah, all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, here are my thoughts on on John Watts in particular. I think. You have a guy who's worked three times now with Marvel. Clearly, they like what he's done because, like we were talking about Captain Marvel, if they don't like you, they don't ask you back. So they didn't ask the directors of Captain Marvel to come back for the sequel, but John Watts has done three Spider-Man movies. So them asking him to do Fantastic Four proves that he can play well with them, which is important when you're in part of this big, huge machine. And it also makes sure that Marvel has him shirt up for a new franchise so that he doesn't get wooed by Sony. So he, I'm excited. He's changing his last name to Russo so he can just be considered <laughs> the Russo brother. He is the long lost third Russo brother. Mm-hmm. Those are the films. Uh, not a lot of surprises outside of Fantastic Four, but some some cool additions, some cool names that were confirmed. So, yeah, good stuff. Moving on to TV series, because really this, again, Going back to the very beginning, this is all about Disney+. Plus. All of these movies we talked about were conform- confirmed to go straight to theaters. So these aren't – no no shocks here. Um, but the TV series is really where Disney Plus is – and Disney is hoping that Marvel can make a, a lasting impression. And I, I would venture to guess after tonight people are going to be talking a lot about Marvel. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> let's get to the – let's quickly blow through the shows that we already know about, right? WandaVision showed a trailer. I'm on board. Are you guys on board? Yeah. yeah. All of these. You can just consider me okay. 100% sold by the trailers. Yes. Oh, yeah. Brian, quickly, WandaVision, you sold? WandaVision, yeah, that looks really neat. Cool. <laughs> looks really uh, neat. <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier, they showed another trailer. Uh, Absolutely. Looks great. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Lots of Falcon flying around and, you know, avoiding bombs. But, hey, I'm I'm all for it. I never knew I needed Falcon being a fighter pilot with his yeah. wings until now. It looked great. That was Brian. a cool shot. That was a really cool scene. Very Independence Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it, the low-hanging fruit there would be to compare it to Top Gun. I'm I'm sad yeah. you didn't do yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, I, I get that. Lots of, like, fast flying that seems to defy physics. But, you know, hey, it's cool. Yeah. Loki showed a trailer for that. It's our oh. first, like, real look at the Loki series. They showed a, a couple clips from, I guess they did, like, a sizzle reel uh, about a year ago now. And now it looks like they, this is a full-on trailer, right? So uh, Owen Wilson, confirmed in the cast, has a wow. great, glorious mustache. Uh, <laughs> he does. What do you guys think of uh, the Loki trailer? 
I thought it looked fantastic. Like it, it, it allows Tom Hiddleston to really like branch out as Loki while also, you know, you know, being that character that everybody freaking loves. And it just it seems like he can do so many different things with this character now that they're throwing him through time. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a really cool show. So they can do a lot of things with him, but they love making him flip knives. What do you think of that, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, you know, the guy just oozes charisma and like this could be his Thor Ragnarok. This could be his, you know, thing that everybody you know, remembers he was him in for. Thor Ragnarok, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I know. He was one of the Revengers, man. I know. <laughs> But yeah, it just looks it looks completely crazy. Uh, yeah, Wilson looks great. I, I can't make heads or tails of really what the plot is, but it it just looks fun. Looks like a lot of fun. I've, Samurai, right? Yeah, uh, last, it's, it's yeah, all over the place. He looks like Bond in some of that stuff too. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. There's that whole thing. He jumps out of a plane and threatens to go beat up Thor and Heimdall. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Quickly, uh, just to go back. Falcon Winter Soldier. Okay, so WandaVision's coming January. We're about to see that. It's weeks away. Falcon and Winter Soldier, March 19th. So it looks like right after WandaVision ends, here you go. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Then in May, Loki's coming. So right after Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki. So we're going to have plenty of Marvel for the first half of 2021 on Disney+. Plus. Perfect. Yeah. So happy. Um, the other show that was already uh, we already had seen a little bit from was What If, but then this time they did a full-on trailer. Um, the What If show is a it's a What If, so it basically takes some prominent moments in the MCU from the 23 previous films and then flipped them on their head, such as What If Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum and not Steve Rogers? What If T'Challa was Star Lord and not Peter Quill? So, what do you guys think? Look great. I thought, like, as far as the shows that we knew were coming, Loki was definitely probably my favorite trailer that we saw. But what if blew me away? Like, the, the style of the animation and the stories they're telling and, and just the – I did not expect to be as into it as I was for, you know, multiple reasons. I, I'm just generally not a, a cartoon kind of guy. So – you know, just Especially seeing because the, you call them cartoons and not yeah, animated series. <laughs> animated series Brian, you are glasses. a cartoon guy. So what did you think? Yeah, I like the animation style kind of reminded me of that Castlevania show that was on Netflix, um, which I, I thought the animation on that was Crickets. quite, quite gorgeous. Crickets. Uh, quite <laughs> yeah, gorgeous. I, 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 yeah, I'm going to take your word for that. Yeah, uh, I didn't see it. But it looks, yeah, this this looks great. I yeah, we knew what the premise was going to be. Just kind of, I, I I love that concept of essentially retconning things. Yeah, uh, this could be super cool. There were some really cool shots like that. What was it like a zombie Steve Rogers at one point? Like mm-hmm. that that was cool. So that and the animation makes the characters actually look like the actors. So that's yeah. Yes, kind of very neat. much. Well, and and what's cool about it is they're not skimping either. These are the like Nick Nick Fury. So Samuel L. Jackson's voice in Nick Fury. Haley yeah. Atwell's doing Peggy Carter. Um, mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan's going to do, you know, um, Winter Soldier. These are it's all the the people, you know, and love another series. This is an well, it's not so much a series, but they announced that they're doing a, a series of original shorts called I Am Groot. The Disney tagline says it features everyone's favorite baby tree. So they're going with the baby version of Groot. Similar to Droid Story or whatever. This is not yeah. for us, but uh, what do you guys think? Quickly. Oh, I'm sure I will see all of them with my kids, and <laughs> I will here. delight in every second that he dances. Yes. 
Are they throwing Vin Diesel a bone or are they going to recast? I don't care. (laughs) Okay. So um, some, some series we knew that they were working on that we've literally seen spy shots on set photos were confirmed. So we got Ms. Marvel, which they confirmed that Amon Vellani is uh, the character who then is going to appear in Captain Marvel 2. So they got big high hopes for her as this character. It's a very popular, relatively new Marvel character that is inspired by Captain Marvel and kind of takes up, you know, she's a a teen from Jersey who takes up the mantle of Ms. Marvel to, uh, to, you know, be like her her favorite person, Carol Danvers. So they showed a sizzle reel, which was basically the actors talking about how great the show is. And then little clips here and there. What'd you guys think? The sizzle reel was, I mean, they're only just starting production. You can't expect too much out of it, but I, I think it, you know, could be pretty interesting. I actually did just play that uh, new Marvel game that nobody seems to have played or bought. Um, (laughs) And she was a huge part of it and in an interesting part of it. So I'm looking forward to digging more into her story. Brian, what do you think? I, I knowing very little about her as well. That that you know the sizzle reel was fine, but I'll I'll be curious. Yeah, I mean, again, like it's, <laughs> I I I can't not be excited about this. She seems like a great casting choice. So yeah, they showed her. Uh, I think the best part of the sizzle reel was them showing her getting the uh, Zoom call, letting her know she got the part. That was and cool. She's what, like fifteen years old or something. Yeah. Uh, not to, to condescend, but she was clearly excited, and, and that's oh, yeah. a lot of fun. So Who would be, yeah. Another series that we knew was in production now, because, again, we saw uh, set photos, uh, is Hawkeye. Again, would have been cool for them to confirm the big surprise casting announcement that Haley Steinfeld was going to be Kate Bishop. But not only was it reported months ago, we've seen her in full costume. So yeah. the shock and awe is not there, but what do you guys think? Is she the right Kate Bishop? Are you guys excited to see Jeremy Renner with his own show? Is it about time Hawkeye gets his due? I don't know. I I, I like Jeremy Renner a lot. I like Haley Steinfeld a lot. The the pictures I've seen, which didn't those pictures of her just leak like within the past few days? I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Well, they're they're literally filming right now. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I I think that neither one can do any sort of wrong. I'll, I'll well, you see clearly like. haven't heard Jeremy Renner's rock ballads. <laughs> I oh gosh I've avoided that my gosh listen to them and then come at me and tell me he can do nothing wrong yeah (laughs) I knew he was a musician of some sort but I didn't I don't know if he's a musician so much as a singer slash rock star so it's rock is that correct oh well tell me do you consider Imagine Dragons rock oh (laughs) because Imagine Renner (laughs) it's 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 basically a what if what if Jeremy Renner <laughs> loved Ma- Imagine Dragons so much that he thought he could be a rock star? Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. That's yeah. rough. It's it, all that to say, talented actor. Yeah, but Hawkeye. Getting back to the actual point here. <laughs> yes, Hawkeye. Story, at least as far as the leaks we've seen, the the little rumors that are floating around. Seems like it's following the Matt Fraction series that was yeah. very very popular with uh, comic readers. It's a dog. Uh, yeah, I really, really liked Matt Fraction's, at least, I didn't read all of the run, but I read uh, at least, you know, a good chunk of the beginning. So I, I was very pleased to hear that this may be the direction they're going. So and, Yeah, I was going to say, and, and not to, to get too spoilery here, because it's, it's in the set photos and people are talking about it. And again, if you're not a comic fan, but you love Hawkeye and, and want more Hawkeye, 
go Google Matt Fraction's run on Hawkeye. It's recent. You can buy it in bookstores, order it on Amazon or even on your tablet, whatever. Well worth your time. But one of the the things that they talk about is that Hawkeye is uh, wearing hearing aids. He wears them in the comics. And then in the set photos, apparently people are seeing that uh, Jeremy Renner has them in. So a new twist on the Hawkeye thing by uh, making him slightly hearing impaired, which is interesting. a very interesting thing. So that was part of the fraction stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Is that the, they're pulling from fraction stuff, even even so far as to to add that wrinkle. So we've got another show that again we knew was coming. Again, we knew we thought we knew the actor who was going to be starring is She-Hulk. Tatiana Maslany was reported as the actress that was going to play Jennifer Walters, except. Well, and, and she was welcomed by Mark Ruffalo in a tweet too. Welcome to the family, or whatever he said. <laughs> Spoilers. In a in an interview, she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." So people are like, "Wait, what the hell?" Well, yeah, she was just playing us. Yeah, Kevin Feige told us Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Orphan Black is going to play Jennifer Walters, a six foot seven green superhero named She Hulk, who also is a lawyer. So yeah, uh, she is. Another thing that they confirmed is Mark Ruffalo will be appearing as the Hulk. Again, it does not say we'll be co-starring. It says we'll be appearing. we got to assume that's kind of a, a little cameo. And then Tim Roth is going to come back as Abomination. Wow, uh, we last yeah. saw him in 2008's Incredible Hulk movie. So what do you guys think? Tatiana Maslany, Tim Roth, Mark Ruffalo, She-Hulk, are you guys on, in? Tatiana couldn't be better casting. Uh, I think she's a wonderful actress. Orphan Black was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, diminishing Great returns show. as far as the you know the later seasons, but still... Uh, she was wonderful in them. Tim Roth was the best part of the Incredible Hulk. Mark Ruffalo wasn't in the Incredible Hulk, so plus for his side. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's She Hulk. Somewhere so I'm sure he'll be a part of the like shaking his fist at you. <laughs> Damn you, Mike. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. It was. I've seen it a bunch just because my boys love the Hulk. So yeah. it, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just glad they they improved it. They did. Edward Norton, the great actor, but I don't think he fit, which is why Ruffalo is great. But we're not here to debate 10 year old movies. Brian, She-Hulk, are you down? Totally down. I really like Tim Roth just in general. And again, with that theme of redemption, like, yeah, bring him back. Give him another shot at at Abomination. Bring back Tim Blake Nelson while we're at it. You know, we saw him. (laughs) We saw him getting a little uh, starting to become. What was it? Leader, I think. Yeah. In that movie. Yeah. Bring him back. I don't know. That's um, interesting. I didn't when they announced Tim Roth uh, this evening. I didn't even think of uh, the leader Tim Blake Nelson. But yeah, yeah that would be great. But then again, awesome. if you guys are, aren't familiar with the comic, She-Hulk, though Hulk in the name, is a very different character than Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Um, yes. Very different uh, story, very different interests, all of that. So it's going to be very interesting to see how much of that crossover exists or if they do try to blaze their own trail, because right now, true. as much as I would love to see Tim Blake Nelson, I don't know if he fits, but I'm down for She-Hulk down to see what they do with her. Next is again, another show we knew about, but just confirmation. We had Moon Knight. Uh, they talked about Moon Knight. They announced the directors that were going to be bringing it to us. But interestingly enough, they did not confirm that Oscar Isaac is in the role. What do you guys think of that? Hmm. He's in, isn't he? Well, so that's what I was going to say. Like Haley Steinfeld, like Maslan, Tatiana Maslany, it's been reported that Oscar Isaac is going to be Moon Knight. Um, they just didn't have it as part of the announcement, which is a little odd, but then again, not too concerning. But yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, it's too perfect a casting to uh, to lose it. 
I don't know if they're running up against scheduling things that are making things unofficial or if it just was, you know, maybe a flub that they didn't mention it. But it, I, I, it's probably that the deal isn't done yet. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, they don't want to announce something and then have egg on their face when they say, oh, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Brian, any thoughts on Oscar Isaac? He's clearly there. I mean, just in general, that <laughs> that, that guy's that guy's having such a, a wonderful run right now. He's going to be just, busy. He's going to be busy, very, and I'm and I'm there for all of it. And uh, yeah, Moon Knight, I think actually might be the one I'm most excited for. Um, yeah, I, it's going to be I, an interesting character to explore. Yeah, it's not just an interesting character because it's clearly an interesting character. It's also a very tough character. Mm-hmm. You you can go a couple yeah. different ways. Yeah. You can have him be the Egyptian influenced Batman, which is kind of like what the original sort of comics kind of tried to make him do. He wears all white. He's very much like Batman, but he's just got this whole Egyptian thing to him. Mm-hmm. Or more recently in the comics, they've really gone into his mental illness with his uh, dissociative identity disorder yeah. and his multiple personalities. I think if they really go into that, it could be super interesting. Like, what if there was a Batman that had multiple personalities and was really crazy? He very well could be the reincarnated, you know, version of the Egyptian god of the moon, or he's just a crazy guy. You know, yeah. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. It sounds much juicier as far as, you know, character and content. So right. I'm sure that's what attracted, you know, Oscar Isaac and, and whoever else is going to be coming in. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if that's the route they didn't go. Next, we get to the fun stuff that we had no clue about. Well, kind of. Yeah. Sort of. We had for a while heard that War Machine, played by Don Cheadle, was going to get his own show. At first, it was rumored that he's going to get a movie. Now Disney Plus is here. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be a show. Well, what we didn't know is it's actually called Armor Wars. And if you're not a fan of Marvel Comics, Armor Wars is a uh, is the name of a run from decades ago, I guess, at this point, where it was basically, what if Tony's tech falls into the wrong hands? And now that Tony Stark isn't here, that's a, a question you got to ask. Like, where does all this technology go? Well, apparently not good places, at least at first. And that seems to be the thrust of the show. Are you guys down for more Cheadle? Hell yes. It's Don Cheadle, for crying out loud. Yeah. He's... he's... <laughs> He took a he took a role that was again originated by someone else and and made it uh, made it his own made it better so yeah that that could be a really a really neat show yeah I think the Disney to to jump off that real quick I think the Disney Plus thing one of the things that's interesting is uh, with Hawkeye and with this and and another show I'm about to mention it's kind of as if Kevin Feige's like you've played ball as a supporting character here's your show enjoy yes. Do you think uh, one of the the future characters that we're going to mention here, Cuff Ironheart, is going to be backdoored into this, or <laughs> no. is she just like separate? Okay. No, I I think we'll we'll get to that in a second, but yeah, I think that's separate. I okay, I think fine. I don't think Don Cheadle needs anybody else involved in this show. But then again, it might fit. Who knows? We'll see. They do love to cross over, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> also, recently it was revealed that Nick Fury was getting his own show. We assumed it was just going to be the Nick Fury show. But in fact, it's actually Secret Invasion, which, yeah, this if you if you listen real close, it's nerd glee in the background <laughs> here. This is a a crossover event for Marvel from a few years back when the scrolls were announced as being part of Captain Marvel in, you know, however many years ago that was. People assumed that they were setting up Secret Invasion. The basic premise is Secret Invasion tells the story of the scrolls being on Earth already. We just didn't know about it. They were inhabiting because they're shapeshifters. They were some of the heroes we thought were alive and well were actually replaced by scrolls. Some politicians, some, you know, friends, all of this. It's just what if scrolls have been here all along? 
You just didn't know it. And that's going to be with Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Ben Mendelsohn's going to play Talos, who is also in Captain Marvel. And that's going to be the show. Are you guys excited for Secret Invasion? Yeah. Uh, does that mean they're making a Secret Avengers kind of thing going on here? Or I, I don't know what it is. Who knows? I'll, yeah, I'll call it, Kevin after. Yeah, uh, could you? I'll get all the. I'll, I'll come back next week and I'll tell you all the secrets. All right, that sounds good. We'll just spill their whole tea. Uh, yeah. On our podcast. This sounds outstanding. I mean, this would be a great way to incorporate some of those. I mean, in the comic books, Mr. Fantastic was in the the storyline. Namor was in the storyline. Really? Uh, Charles Xavier uh, was in the storyline. So I don't know if you throw them into this because no. those are huge characters yeah. that haven't been established but it would be cool to see maybe one of them you know just kind of show up at some point well brian it sounds like you may not have been familiar with the comic book series i'm gonna blow no. your mind here one of the 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 thing that bugs me about this comic book series but is something that's gonna blow people's minds is because these are scrolls you see deaths of superheroes and you're like, oh my God, they killed such and such. But then you find out that they're really a scroll the whole time. Uh, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. So is that something you're into? Fake out deaths? They were a scroll the whole time reveals? What do you think? Uh, I mean, that that was, because didn't that happen a few times in, in Captain Marvel? Am I correct? That that was, there were some scenes like that? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. and then not to get, uh, if you haven't seen uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, you know, close your ears. But, you know, it was revealed that Nick Fury was Talos the whole time, you know, yeah. like and that's Maria the Hill, type yeah. of thing that we're going to we're going to probably see. Ben Mendelsohn, however, awesome. as yeah. Talos. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like completely on board to see him again. I was, you know, hoping he'd be in Captain Marvel, too. But hey, if he gets his own show just all to himself and Nick Fury just doing whatever. Fine by me. I think the, the the interplay between those two characters and Captain Marvel was one of the highlights, too. Yes. He, ben Mendelsohn was clearly having just a ton of fun. So, mm -hmm. Do you think that's what they were setting up in that tag? Yeah. You know, with, with Nick Fury? So, okay. Off in space? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I, I think Secret Invasion will be Earthbound because you don't want to get too cosmic with it. But yeah. uh, I think it's it's clearly that Nick Fury has been hanging out with the scrolls, and then he might find out something. You know, yeah. like the president of the United States has been a scroll all along. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Would explain a lot. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> we're, not, we're not a po political podcast here. Okay, fine. <laughs> we talked about this already, but this was the real shock as far as the TV series go. They announced that they're doing an Ironheart series. Now... That probably doesn't excite people who aren't familiar with the comics, but Ironheart is a young black woman named Riri Williams, and she is basically a genius inventor just like Tony Stark. And just like Tony Stark, she creates her own suit of armor influenced by Iron Man. In the comics, she briefly becomes Iron Man for a bit uh, after the death of Tony Stark, and then eventually she settles into her own persona as Ironheart, still wearing a Iron Man-influenced suit of armor. Uh, not only did they announce that they're working on this right now, however, they also announced that they've already cast her. It's uh, Dominique Thorne, who has had roles in If Beale Street Could Talk and Judas and the Black Messiah. So what do you guys think? Weren't expecting it, but is this no. uh, good news? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, that's a really neat premise. She's great. <laughs> I actually yeah. haven't seen her in anything. So oh, really? If, to oh, watch yeah. If Beale Street Could Talk. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. And Judas oh. and the Black Messiah hasn't come out yet. I think that's coming out in a couple months. The trailer for that alone 
is one of the best trailers of the year. Yeah. I mean, I know she's in a lot of prestige projects, so it doesn't surprise me that, you know, Marvel has snatched her up and for something as significant as Ironheart, uh, you know, great. All the all the better. Yeah, I think uh and and I hinted at this earlier with the Young Avengers. I think the the through line through all of this, okay? We've got Ironheart with Dominique Thorne. We've got well, Kate Bishop being Haley Steinfeld. We got Ms. Marvel, Mom Villani. We've got uh, Cassie Lang, Catherine Newton. These are all prominent young legacy characters. You add in Miles Morales. You add in mm-hmm. a couple other characters, little Nova. <laughs> and you suddenly got Young <laughs> Avengers or the Champions, if you're reading comics currently. And the idea of having a teen-focused TV show or a young legacy character focused tv show kind of like a, if you're a dc comics fan like teen titans that's got to be exciting right like am i the only one that yeah this is the writing on the wall i'm not just imagining this no this is they're absolutely walking towards this or running towards this um yeah. but uh we'll see how it materializes and what characters they all bring together and i'm sure it'll be a disney plus series or actually maybe it maybe it won't maybe they'll lead it to a, a film series they'll bring all these tv series into one big film yeah that wouldn't uh, surprise me yeah I, again with what i said at the very beginning of this podcast already is that they're blurring the lines between tv and film as we speak mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. is disney plus future content or current content so yeah this is it doesn't matter if it's big screen small screen whatever they the these people are they're the teen uh, marvel characters are getting together and with that, let's put a pin in uh, Marvel for now. Uh, let's move on to, guess what? There were a lot of other announcements. Now, these we're not going to spend too much time on because, uh, you know, a lot of people just care about Star Wars and Marvel. But some big news here. The first, they announced a Disney movie called Encanto with new songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda of Hamilton fame. And, and Moana. Also, and Moana, yes. He also mm-hmm. co-wrote some songs from Moana. So, I mean, print money. Disney, good for you. Yeah, sold. Mm-hmm. They also confirmed that Ryan the Last Dragon is still coming. This was their next big animated movie that wasn't Pixar. Uh, I think it was supposed to come out earlier this year. kept getting pushed back. Now it's in March. But the added wrinkle that this is going to still be in theaters in March, except the same day you're going to be able to buy it on Disney Plus Premier Access for $30. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? This was... To, to, to kind of spoil a little bit, this is the only movie that Disney announced as a Disney premiere access movie. And uh, so it's basically the same thing they did for Mulan, but they are actually going to still have it in theaters. But yeah, this is uh, clearly another, they're, they're testing the water still, right? Yeah. Uh, the thing here is, is it's really going to test that premiere access channel for them. Like Mulan was a recognizable property that they could throw out there and and just see how many people would pay 30 bucks for something like this. Ryan the Last Dragon has nothing to do with anything that that people recognize. <laughs> so is this going to be families, you know, buying this instead of taking their hoard out to the theater uh, and buying a bunch of popcorn and snacks? Uh, it could be certainly more affordable for certain families. I know it would be for me. I think it. it looks interesting at least in the the pieces of animation that i've seen but you know it's a real test of how loyal are disney customers are they going to spend 30 extra dollars on a movie they have nothing you know they don't know anything about i think you've hit the nail right on the head there i think that this is 
them testing. They, like you said, they already had a proven quantity with with Mulan. Now let's try it with this movie that doesn't really have any connections. See if it was a fluke, or maybe people will pay thirty dollars just to have another movie that will, you know, keep their kids busy for a couple hours. Sounds like a bargain for some people, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's where it's going. And then we'll we'll get to, to some stuff. They're also uh, testing it out simultaneously with just releasing movies straight to Disney Plus but for her no fee. So if you guys are marketing background people, you probably have heard of like A-B testing when it comes to marketing. This is clearly in my mind them testing two things simultaneously to see which are uh, kind of the future. And I think it's very important to see how Raya does just if you're a fan of movies because if it – still makes them a ton of money get ready because you're gonna have more options to buy stuff through disney plus brian you've got kids do you care about raya and are you spending 30 dollars to see it i really enjoyed the the brief trailer that we've seen um you're completely right mike that you know this is going to be a a a good test i agree with me too yeah (laughs) i'll I'll see the thing i don't mike it's a terrible (laughs) idea I, I, am I going to pay the money to see it right away? Absolutely not. No, this your, will... your kids aren't going to ask you. No, I've I've shown them the trailer and they were really psyched, but I'm just not going to say anything else about it for a very long time. And I'm sure they've forgotten. They've forgotten. You're going to gaslight I'm... kids to save thirty dollars. No, I'm no. lying. I mentioned it earlier this evening to them that that was coming to Disney Plus, so I blew it. I, I totally blew it. <laughs> he already spent the money. It's already yep. sold. It's it's yep. done. Mm-hmm. I, I was about to I was about to shame you because you spend six dollars on New Mutants, pure selfish reasons. You knew <laughs> it's a bad movie and you will not let your kids enjoy Ryan Last Dragon. Jeez. No. Well, and I, I'll say, too, that New Mutants is still sitting in my rental queue. Uh, just <laughs> just reminding me every chance it gets every time I go into that streaming service. Still uh, here. Still Anya Taylor Joy looking at you. With with shame in her eyes and embarrassment. And a strange guys, accent. Yeah. Oh. We're not even going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> let's skip ahead a little bit here because yeah, we're we going to get a lot more. We are. We, we got a lot. <laughs> we're, let's talk about the movies that are coming to, that are skipping theaters and coming to Disney Plus, no fee, which were Pinocchio, which is Robert Zemeckis is doing a live action Pinocchio with Tom Hanks' Geppetto, sold, whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. And Peter Pan and Wendy, which is directed by David Lowry who um, also did Pete's Dragon. That has Jude Law as Captain Hook, Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell. These are movies that were going to have theatrical releases. Now are just fodder for Disney+. Plus, As well as Disenchanted, which is the sequel to Enchanted, with Amy Adams returning as Giselle. Wow. Uh, yeah, those are three no movies. No word on James Martin, though. Yes, mm. as far as these three movies go, these are movies that any studio would love to have on their schedule. Disney's decided to take them and just make them Disney Plus exclusives. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quickly. Did we mention uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers in there? No, we're not getting to that yet. These are <laughs> movies that were previously announced. Spoiler alert. All right. They're also doing Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, live action and hybrid animated movie, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Sounds wacky. Those are two funny dudes. Also Disney Plus. Exactly. Yeah. Just the, the amount of cast and money that they're throwing at this. Amy Adams, Jude Law. Tom Hanks, Robert Zemeckis, John Mulaney, Andy Samberg. It's just absurd how much money they threw at us today. Yeah. Um, and I and think this, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg would love that you just mentioned them in the same breath as Robert Zemeckis, Jude Law, and Amy Adams. <laughs> You're damn right I did. Yeah. Oscar winner, Andy Samberg. <laughs> I want to live in your reality. <laughs> 
Brian, are you psyched? Spoiler alert, we know Brian's psyched about Chippendale. You guys can't see it, but in our current meeting right now, he has a Chippendale background. So That's true, and they're touching my head, which is... Yeah. They better not touch that theme song is all I'm saying. Oh, they, man, they right? They need that theme. Absolutely. What a, what a theme. All these projects have at least one thing that I'm excited about. Like, I mean, Amy Adams is great. Robert Zemeckis' track record uh, has been pretty... Body. Poor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... but Back together with Tom Hanks. Great. Let's see. What was the other one we mentioned? Peter Pan uh, and Wendy. Jude yeah. Law as Captain Hook. I am so Archie on board with Jude Law. Jude Law as Captain Hook. That could be just as good as Dustin Hoffman, who is still my favorite Captain Hook. So, yes. Um, Thank you. Don't try and stop me, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> You're on board. I'm looking forward to them. Yep. We're not done with Disney Plus movies yet. They yeah. also announced that they're definitely doing Hocus Pocus 2. No shock there. Uh, they confirmed that they're still doing the reboot of Three Men and a Baby with Zac Efron. Yes! <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all we need to talk about that. Uh, they're also rebooting Cheaper by the Dozen with Kenya Barris and Gabrielle Union, who Kenya Barris and Gabrielle Union are great. So that alone makes it interesting. But Cheaper by the Dozen, what an odd thing to reboot. And then rounding out this list of reboots and re and sequels and all that jazz – third sister act movie with Whoopi Goldberg produced by Tyler Perry. It's, it's almost as if they're doing Mad Libs now, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'll Very be honest, much. sister act three is probably the project of those that I'm most excited about. I would love to see sister, sister act three or three men and a baby with Zach Efron, depending on how they fill out those other two men. Sister act and a mm-hmm. baby. Sister act and a baby. Now you sold. Sister, oh, act, sister oh, act three boy. men and a baby. <laughs> three men and a baby what a great idea oh. <laughs> except disney's gonna do this and they're just going to make two separate movies make twice as much money and you know sure. my idea of combining them is a bad idea sure so <laughs> other movies that they tease this coming out is the prequel to lion king directed by barry jenkins which is ridiculous in itself uh mm-hmm. the little mermaid that i think they're filming that now to live action remake jungle yep. cruise which is sitting on the shelf cruella which is also sitting on the shelf so we'll have to see which of those make it to theaters which gets into disney plus all of that jazz yeah after raya and the last dragon we'll know yeah mm-hmm. I, I again the the a b test we'll have to see what the results are as far as TV series go, uh, very quickly, they confirmed the Beauty and the Beast spinoff with Luke Evans and Josh Gad. Is anybody excited about that? I don't know. Swiss Family Robinson, great reimagining. John M. Chu, Ron Moore, weird. Again, some Mad Libs going on there, but cool. Very weird. And then Percy Jackson and the Olympians, because why not throw another franchise in the mix? So <laughs> all those are coming as series. Any thoughts on those? Percy Jackson never really got its due in the, in the films, and I know my nephews are huge into the books, so I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing like a, a drawn out series based on that. So, could be good. Brian, any thoughts? I think a uh, Swiss Family Robinson fan. Yeah, actually, I did I did see that a fair amount when I was a kid, so I think that has some potential to be to be pretty cool. The other ones, eh, I, yeah, I, I did I did not enjoy that Beauty and the Beast film, so. Uh, the t- the 2017 reboot, I should say. Uh, I did. So there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Disney has this weird way of of just making things live action and and not screwing up the story at all. So 
this is interesting. Why spin off the characters? It's purely, I mean, not to be too cynical, but it feels like a cash grab. I don't, you know, did you leave the theater saying, man, I'd really like more Gaston and his, his friend? Nope. It's Gaston and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Again. Uh, yeah. You do you. Disney. <laughs> Some more series that they are going to debut in 2021 that have been confirmed, but are just coming. I'll, I'll mention um, big shot. Not really sure what that is. Mysterious Benedict Society. Okay. Real exciting things here. The Mighty Ducks colon Game Changers. Oh. Huge Mighty Ducks fan. Loved it growing up. Super excited to see what they do there. And Turner and Hooch, which mixed yeah. feelings on because no Tom Hanks. Yeah. But they have them somewhere else. So maybe they get a cameo. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I've never seen Turner and Hooch. I'll admit that right oh. here. But I have seen the Mighty Ducks movies quite a few times. And to hear that the Mighty Ducks is coming back with Emilio Estevez. Happy day. Quack. Happy, quack. happy yes. day. Yeah. Quack indeed. Quack indeed. That's <laughs> the Mighty Ducks colon quack indeed. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's Disney. That's Star Wars. That's Marvel. Really quickly, because Disney also owns everything else. They also own National Geographic. So Nat Geo's got some stuff. I'm going to quickly blow through these here. Limitless with Chris Hemsworth, because sure. Welcome to Earth, featuring Will Smith. Okay. Another season of... And Darren of G- Aronofsky. Oh, yes. And Darren Aronofsky. Oh, yes. Cool. Again with the Mad Libs. Let's be real. This is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Another season of Genius, which is a really interesting prestige drama where they focus on a new quote-unquote genius every single season. And this season, they're going to do Martin Luther King Jr. And then a, a new documentary film called Cousteau. And then a, another a number of other things. I got to admit, not a huge Nat Geo guy, but this does seem interesting. Any thoughts quickly? Yeah. I'll watch Chris Hemsworth and Will Smith uh, featuring Darren Aronofsky doing whatever he does. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That, I, you had me at that. Martin Luther Talking King about how great show, Mother awesome. is. it's will smith doing whatever will smith's doing with darren aronofsky in the corner saying like mother's an underrated movie you guys just didn't understand why didn't you watch mother (laughs) okay brian any thoughts sorry yeah no the uh the limitless show looks really really cool um on board with anything will smith does good or bad and uh when i saw that the i saw that like a thumbnail for Cousteau, and all i could think of was was bill murray all i could think of was life aquatic so <laughs> i know that's not what it'll be but i'll still watch the darn yeah. thing yeah so uh again in the in the theme of disney owning everything let's not forget they own fox therefore they also own fx which is the uh the great network um that has awesome shows well guess what FX is getting even more awesome shows. They announced a number of other things, but the two we're going to talk about is first The Stones, which is a drama series about the Rolling Stones written by Nick Hornby, who wrote High Fidelity and produced by the guys behind the or the people behind the crown. If you guys woke up today thinking like, man, I really wish there was a prestige drama about the the Rolling (laughs) Stones of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Guess what? You're getting it and not just getting it. You're getting two seasons because they've already greenlit this thing for two seasons. What are your thoughts? Is this just bonkers? I think it's wonderful. Uh, it's probably the the best we could have hoped for as far as, you know, people waiting for a Rolling Stones show. You get crown producers, you get Nick Hornby behind it, who's a huge music guy and a, a someone who's probably going to be a stickler for the details and, and make sure that everything lines up well enough but either way i'd love to see a a a show about the stones more of a beatles guy but you know i love the stones as well 
But you so better, better believe that if the Stones is a hit, we're getting the no, Beatles. We're, we're getting, getting it's, they're just going to go through the list. That's true. I'm, I'm down yeah. for the Journey one. Call me when they get to Journey. <laughs> I yeah, want as long as they don't do Motley Crue again. Arc about Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> Brian, you are, you guys are both musicians, but Brian, you, you do play the drums. Uh, therefore, you are an expert on the Rolling Stones, I think. That's how that works. Uh, what do you think of this? I'm only sort of a fan of Charlie Watts as a drummer, so I will, I mean. Is he a stone? Uh, stone. Um, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I just, I worry cause it could either go the rocket man route of just being phenomenal or the Bohemian Rhapsody route, which is not very phenomenal as far as I'm concerned. So Shock I'm always fired. curious about these biopics, bio dramas, whatever, but you get the right cast in there. You get the right guy to play Mick Jagger. And, uh, I mean, the, the people behind the scenes already are great. So if, if everything else lines up, I mean, yes, not only will this pave the way for other shows of this ilk, but it could be just fantastic. Just don't put in any scenes of like, you know, just trying to force the like made up ways that they wrote jumping Jack flash or, <laughs> or just like, there were so many scenes like that in Bohemian Rhapsody. Like that's not yeah. how that happened. Come on. Well, so you mentioned this and I think that, all kidding aside about this, I do know a little bit about the Rolling Stones. I'm just kidding. But I think the the Mick Jagger casting is it, right? Well, yeah. and the Keith Richards, but for a yeah, large Keith Richards. <laughs> but see, <laughs> yeah. Keith Richards, you just you can do Keith Richards. People do Keith Richards impressions a lot, and it's it's just a certain type of dude, right? He's Johnny the, Depp made a lot of money on it. That's yeah, true. but 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 Johnny Depp did a caricature. I'm talking like if you just pick like the prototypical I mean, he he's the guy who created this lifestyle, but that whole hard partying rock star lifestyle, that's that's yeah. your Keith Richards. But I hope every scene is just he's in the background doing a different drug. Yes. <laughs> and that's really the character of Keith. Muttering Richards. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they just all look to camera and go, oh, Keith. Um, but no, but Mick Jagger, I think, is the make or break, right? Like. Mick Jagger, you can either go and play it like he's a real person or you can play it like he's Mick Jagger from Saturday Night Live. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think that is, oh, boy, if they get the wrong guy for Mick Jagger, it could go off the rails and quick. Mm-hmm. So you're saying don't cast uh, Tyson Ritter from All American Rejects is what you're saying. <laughs> wow. Well, Tyson Ritter. See, I think you're playing mm-hmm. Mad Libs now. Because <laughs> to pull out an all-American rejects thing, we're talking about Rolling Stones. Crazy. Yeah. Well, he is an actor. I've seen him in projects recently. Oh, geez. He was going to be in an Almond Brothers movie, from what I recall, until that mm-hmm. guy. You guys know far too much about Tyson Ritter. I didn't even know his name Look, before five seconds ago. What he was we're saying is we're in the fan too? group. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Enough about the Stones. We're gonna watch. It'll be God, interesting. He's so handsome, Tyson Ritter. I'm just looking at a picture right now. He's good-looking guy. Man. Brian. Yeah. Focus. We've got serious things to talk about now. Alien is coming back as an FX series with Ridley Scott producing and Noah Hawley of Fargo and Legion. How excited are we? Very, very. I was going to say anything less than a 10 out of 10 and you guys are fired. Yeah, (laughs) I think if they do this like in a like they do Fargo, where it's an anthology series, every season is a different story in the alien universe. I would go bonkers. But either way, I'm in. All the yeses. Mm-hmm. Brian, 
you like yeah. Alien 3, which I was thinking yes. about you today. Not to get so you does off. Chris Nolan. Yes, yes. Chris <laughs> Nolan yeah. comes out as the world's biggest Alien 3 fan, apparently. And yeah. people are now jumping on the bandwagon in the comments on the playlist saying Alien 3 is a great movie. Where were they yesterday? I don't know. Brian, mm-hmm. you're a longtime Alien 3 fan. Are you excited about this? I think I he think, said it's the best alien movie of all time. We I have think it's the best recording. movie of all time. But <laughs> um, no, I think this is the the right direction they could take with this franchise. Uh, I love that idea of a different every season being a different, you know, little sub adventure sort of thing. This this could be a oh my gosh, just the places they could go with this. I you know feeling like the the films have run out of gas a little bit. This this could be the breath of fresh air that we need. I, I don't know. I, I can't help but be really stoked for this. Just don't become another Sarah Connor Chronicles or Whoa. RoboCop Whoa. show. Or... Bite your tongue. I'm sorry. I, I'm here. I'm oh, here man, I'm for sorry. Sarah, Car- Sarah Connor Chronicles. Underrated show. Wow. Not to cross franchises here, but oh my gosh. No, so I, I think that what we're going to get with this alien thing, having Noah Hawley and Ridley Scott aboard, yeah. Is it, what, what I think is we're getting the amalgamation, the true amalgamation of what Ridley Scott's ideas are and a, an alien series. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully it's I, not just Prometheus, the series. Well, Even so though that's what I I'm, don't mind Prometheus. No, it's I just, like Prometheus. I, I love the alien franchise. Love, love, love yes. the alien franchise. However, I really think that, that, Brian, you're not wrong. The last couple films, Alien Covenant and Prometheus, have a lot of great ideas. But the, they felt very much like Ridley Scott has a lot of ideas. He wants to cram Alien into it, and this is how he's going to do it. I yeah, think they're inconsistent, yeah. They are, and and I think having Xenomorphs in it is good, but also having a series where you can maybe get 12 hours to tell a story. You can weave all the weird existential questions that Ridley Scott wants to talk about with some good, bloody alien action, and I think I think we can get something special here. You just can't have every season on another Nostromo. Like, you can't have another spaceship infected with a Xenomorph. Like, we got to go somewhere right. with it. But, like, yep. having, a, having it be a show, you can take the time to really build the tension over the course of several episodes to something truly awesome as opposed to we've got two and a half hours to work with here. Let's 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 cram everything in there. Now we can really take the time to let this story breathe and, and maybe, yeah, answer some of those bigger questions and take it in different directions. And and is it, this could I don't know, this could be one of the better alien things that's in existence. I've, and do they bring Ripley back? No. Do they bring her no. So I think because Neil Blomkamp was, or Neil Blomkamp was going to do Alien 5, right? Mm-hmm. And his idea was to have like a, a Ripley story or whatever. And I, the time has, has come and gone, unfortunately. I think Sigourney Weaver has even said she's kind of done with it. I don't blame her. It's that I think now, just like Star Wars, I think Alien needs to go somewhere new. I think the the iconography of like the Xenomorph is great. We need the Xenomorph. We need all that weird stuff. But we need to go someplace with it that we haven't gone yet. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, the world is so rich, right? Like we have um, the Whalen Utani, the, the whole corporate stuff. We've got, you know, all the cloning. We've got all the Android stuff and the Xenomorphs, right? So mm-hmm. I think there's just such a rich texture here. And there, there are novels and comics and just all this stuff that they can pull from. Uh, so I am ready for it. 
how many how much until they do Alien versus Predator this year? Yes, is what I'm asking. Well, oh. so they didn't they just announce that they're doing a new Predator movie or something? Yes, yeah, uh, I believe they are. So I don't think it's coming soon, but you better believe that if this show takes off, we're going to see some of that. But also, got to remember, every single time Noah Hawley has been given something where people are like, "Yeah, right." He's knocked it out of the park, right? That's true. Fargo, the series without the Coen brothers? Come on. Look mm-hmm. at what happened there. Legion, mm-hmm. you're going to take an X-Men character and do some weird mental illness, weird, crazy, psychedelic stuff? What? And it's great. So, yeah. I, I sold, agree. Sold, no Holly is great. Lucy in the Sky. Wow, oh, yeah. Did I just shoot you in the foot? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Like a house of cards, my whole argument comes crashing down. <laughs> Lucy in the sky. Damn you, Mike. Uh, but no. Well, it, didn't he have that really interesting idea for, wasn't he also in contention for another Star Trek as well? Not didn't only he was idea? he in contention. Yeah, still is. Well, hmm. He just said that, that basically that Paramount's going in a different direction. His uh, his version still exists in some form, but I think, I think he wrote it. I think he was even doing pre-production. I don't even know, but yeah, uh, sadly... Not not gonna happen. Oh. Yeah, fine. Oh. Be that way. I know. <laughs> Guess what, guys? We just I talked think we about covered it all. Projects. Oh. <laughs> wow. What a time to be alive, guys. What yes, a indeed. time to be alive. It may not have lasted four hours, but it sure felt like four hours, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we are we are done. We we've covered it. I think mostly all. Uh, I'm sure there are things we forgot. Uh, these are are definitely the highlights, but just to show you, this is this is quite a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. This was Disney coming out and saying like, yeah, HBO Max, that's cute. Here's what we got coming, right? Like, you guys aren't canceling you have your Disney your, Plus, you know, theatrical slate of 17 movies or whatever it was. We're gonna just kind of throw our stuff on the table and and open up our briefcase and and show you 60 freaking projects that we have in the pipe i think disney has to do that from time to time right like they have to sit there and they have to say like you guys forget we own star wars and marvel (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you guys are cute and then we'll just kind of pat them on the head are are you guys really squabbling over dune right now like (laughs) here's a dozen marvel movies oh that's nice (laughs) yeah so i i'm a huge dune fan I'm, i'm just using that as an example but yeah this is it is it's unbelievable Uh, Only Disney could do something like this. An amazing time to be a movie fan. Like I think back to being like a teenager and thumbing through the back of Starlog or like any of those, like, you know, looking for any little tidbit on a film or or something. And and now look at what happened today. I mean, this is just it it really is unbelievable. Um, The excitement is is palpable. I mean, yeah. And and there are. There are people that would would definitely not listen to us talk about this for an hour and a half who who <laughs> think everything Disney does is is horrible and franchises should just all go away and, you know, more Wong Kar Wai movies. But, you know, this is impressive. Even yeah. if you're not a fan of Star Wars, even if you're not a fan of Marvel, even if you couldn't care less that Lin-Manuel Miranda is doing a new animated movie, mm-hmm. you got to just hand it to the like this is a company that is is really going all in. Uh, on Disney Plus, on their franchises, and for the most part, they're they're winning, right? Yes. The money is showing that they're winning. Yes. Yes. Yeah. On that note, I think it's time to wrap up. Any last thoughts? Anything that you guys forgot to mention? I hope you have Disney Plus. 
That's my thought. <laughs> that and yeah. inevitably Tyson Ritter will be showing up on a Disney Plus show. He will. He will. <laughs> True. In a Marvel movie or something. Yes. Yes. Or when FX finally gets to uh, two seasons of the All-American Rejects. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the Stones and then the All-American Rejects. That's the exact order you go in. It has to be that way. Yes, I agree. Yeah. We have to have four episodes about that swing show or song. What was that? Swing, swing. 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 Yeah. Swing, swing. And yeah. just so you guys know, they released a new single just a few weeks ago. I am just going to say And that, on that what? note, <laughs> it's been a great conversation with you guys. And until next week, goodbye. Hope everybody listens. Subscribe yeah. if you haven't. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>